0: All right, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the Pilipine X American Stories podcast. We here want to better understand different aspects of the Pilipine X American diaspora. We cover topics such as but are not limited to history, community, and pilipinex X American culture. I am your host, Alfredo, and it is officially season two season of the artist for the pilipinex X American Stories podcast. And I am bringing you the first episode of season two. It is my honor to present our first guest for season two, San Diego's own, Marissa Rojas. She is a filmmaker, a content creator on YouTube, and one third of the film, film collected. For this episode, I just wanted to reflect a little bit on some of the talking points and some of the, the good conversation that Marissa and I had for this episode. One of them being Marissa's growth as a content creator, as a filmmaker, and as an overall artist. She's been doing this for about 60 years now, and there's still a lot of growing that she says she needs to do and everything. Despite the fact that she's come very far, there's still a lot of things that any content creator can grow on and I really resonated with that. Another topic that I really love was how important YouTube was or is in her career and how it's become this very accessible platform for her to host, record, and learn about different aspects of filmmaking and just contributing to her growth overall. And one of the other topics that we did touch upon was why representation matters in film and everything considering how there's a lot of gatekeeping that's going on in the film industry and all that so to see someone take that into their own hands after seeing countless other friends and peers take that into their own hands as well is very inspiring so i really hope y'all get will get something out of it and the last thing that marissa touched upon was some advice that she personally had for Beginning filmmakers and I'm not gonna tell you right now you have to listen to the episode But all I got to say is it's definitely helped me in my own personal filmmaking journey. So I hope you'll get we'll get something out of it. With that being said I present to you episode one Marissa, how are you doing today on this fine like hot day in San Diego?
1: <laughs> I am doing well trying to stay cool, but I'm good. No complaints. <laughs>
0: Oh, please stay hydrated during this time. It's in the yes. hundreds right now.
1: My how do flask is right here, if you can hear it. ASMR. <laughs> Ice water. Quick
0: little, quick yes. little ASMR snippet yes. uh, before the podcast starts. But okay, so let, we could go straight into this real quick. So you've been known as like, I, I think I met you, I think it was this year actually, sometime around March during yeah. like one of like SD Filipino cinema's like... um. What was it? There. What's the series called again? I think it was
1: one again? of the copy hun so like the film talk over coffee. Was it? Yeah, that and
0: then I yeah. think it was like that same day where Benito and Drama had like their little film screening over at um, yes. Liberty State. Yeah, that
1: that's was like, like the, the first. Sorry, go ahead. Oh wait, no, go. That was the first, like the last event before quarantine happened.
0: Oh, that was wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I, I think that was the first time, like. I, I remember seeing you, Trixie, and Adrian, like, doing, like, film work behind the scenes and everything. I'm like, oh, this is dope. They're like, I, I thought you were just, like, um, because I saw, like, outside the lens on the um, the flyer and everything. I'm mm-hmm. just like, oh, they're probably, like, new interns or something. But I'm just like, oh, you two, you three are, like, doing your own thing. And I'm just like, I started checking out all your stuff and, like, checking um, your stuff individually. I'm like, y- y'all been doing stuff for, like, a while now. I'm like, this yeah, is tight. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, we actually um, so we're affiliated with San Diego Filipino Cinema, which is a nonprofit here in San Diego that basically promotes emerging uh, Filipino filmmakers. Um, And they asked us to essentially be like correspondents to the event, so just like coveraging the event, like getting you know nice spiral shots of it, and also we interviewed you know guests there, just telling them how they found out about the event, like why they're here, why they, they think like talking about like representation in media, especially with Filipinos is important. And yeah, it's a lot of fun to have because Trixie and Adrian are actually like one of my, you know, my closest friends. Um, and the fact that we all are filmmakers, content creators, it really helps be consistent and just like stay motivated to do what we do.
0: Oh, I love that so much. Since you were doing behind the scenes and everything, but you also do like this whole thing for yourself, like how, I'm, I'm curious, especially since this is centered around the narrative of um, artists and everything, like how did you get your start as a filmmaker?
1: Yes. So, um, I'll try to make this not super long. I've always been creative, like since I was young, I always liked to work with my hands, do like arts and crafts, draw. I actually started going to college. I went to SDSU, San Diego State, Um, for graphic design. Like I started out as a graphic design major, did that for two years, realized that's not really what I wanna do. I actually ended up on set of a music video up in LA for one of my favorite um, groups at the time, music groups at the time. And then I realized, oh, I have to do this. This is what I wanna do with the rest of my life. So literally the semester after that summer, I changed my major to film, got my degree in, in film production um and now i'm here almost let's see like six years later i'm um, just trying to trying to make films trying to make videos tell stories through visuals and yeah that's that's the long story short
0: <laughs> oh that is so dope so like did you have experience with like filmmaking before like that music video shoot or was that like your first experience of it
1: I feel like it's it's similar to a lot of people's, um, I guess, start in, in video making, filmmaking is that I used to make like, you know, these silly little videos with like my cousins, basically like, you know, those like music videos that you make for like class or like you do like a rap or something like I used to do that. I used to always like make like slideshows for for people like with just like a collage of like photos from summer and stuff like that. Like, I've always been that kind of person where, like, oh, I can put it to music and it'll look cool, cooler this way instead of just, like, printing something out for someone.
0: Oh, so it was, like, kind of innate in that sense. Like, you already had, like, some kind of, like, an eye, like, towards that kind of um, creative platform, right?
1: Yeah, it was, like, one of those things where it's, like, you don't think about this actually being, like, a skill set. You just, like, open up Windows Movie Maker and then start putting in stuff. And then you have, like, a three-minute little thing that you want to show your friends or your cousins and it's just you're just having fun at that point I think that's what the cool thing about creativity when you're younger is that like you don't feel the pressure to like have to impress anyone you're just really proud about what you're making in the moment and then you go off and like see this cool thing I did which I feel like you try to like keep as an adult but sometimes that's hard to do
0: oh I feel that so much that it's like I don't even know how to describe that it's just it's it's like an undescribable kind of feeling like I don't even mm-hmm. I don't even know the words for it
1: yeah it definitely is it's just like I, I guess like the innocence of it all it's just like I think just to create for creation's sake is is something that uh us older you know 20 somethings or even just beyond that forget because as much as um we want to just like do it for fun there's a lot of pressure to like you know be this good or you know also if you are doing this for for your job to make money and so on and so forth
0: Mm. so i'm curious you said you've been doing this for like about what six years now Yes. so since like yeah so since you started and everything like how did you discover your style as like a filmmaker like Mm -hmm. what kind of style do you feel like you have as someone that's in this industry
1: oh that's like actually like a not a tough question, but like I would honestly say my style at this point in time is still being developed like all the time, especially right now, where I'm really diving into like what do i how do I like to tell stories um I think, in terms of like evolution in of like i wouldn't even say style, but like just approach I think is a better word for me to use as a filmmaker is that I you know started out fresh, I think where I just try to get my hands on everything when it came, came to the filmmaking process. So I try to do like, you know, sound work. I, you know, try to learn lighting, um, camera, all of the things that go into um, filmmaking. Actually in school, I focused on writing and directing. Whereas now, you know, that's still something I wanna do, but I kind of do it all, especially with YouTube. You, you're a one man, one woman show. And um, so, and it's just like i guess picking and choosing like what do you really want to focus on i guess um for me like i think you don't have to be the best cinematographer you don't have to be the best director writer whoever just as long as you know how to tell a story and keep someone watching till the end is what's important and like how to do that there's so many different answers to that question but it's just finding a way to like especially with youtube where it is about you for the most part how do you use yourself your personality to tell the story that you want to tell
0: mm. since you did bring that up i'm kind of curious because you have like you have a very diverse like storytelling set so like what are like the main kinds of stories that that you want to tell
1: mm. okay um in terms of my youtube channel i i mainly focus on on self-love and personal development which um I think it's, for one, it's important to me because I feel like those two things, so loving yourself and like continuously working on yourself, whatever that means in whatever capacity is important just to live a happy, fulfilled life. And again, that's going to look different for everyone. Like the word personal development, personal is key. It's going to look different for me as it will for someone else. Um, but I really just like wanna inspire people and like empower people to do just that, to live the life that they wanna live. Because I think even now in 2020 where it's, like, there's a lot more freedom, I guess, in terms of l- living a life that is uniquely yours. I think still people feel the pressure to live according to a certain template. So go to school, get a job, Uh, work for 40 years and then retire, which like, I don't believe that's the only way to live. And uh, (laughs) I'm getting on a tangent. So I apologize. But uh, just really stories that inspire and empower people to live their best life. I know that's very vague, but
0: (laughs) I think with something like that, especially since uh, you, you do generally give your perspective too when it comes to like your videos and everything. I think it does need to be vague in that kind of sense. I know we're mm-hmm. uh, jumping around a little bit, but like it, it, it seems like, yeah, it does need to be vague because there's not like one specific answer when it comes to like telling people how to live. Like you could, you could give like someone like self-help advice, but it, it essentially has to be tailored to how like they're thinking and everything. Is, is that like, does that sound about exactly. right?
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and like you just saying you know basically re, uh, reframing what I, I was saying is like I guess um, in addition to like inspiring and empowering just like thought, pro- thought provoking stuff like again I'm not trying to tell people how to live their lives I, I don't want to do that it's just more of like rethink how you're living your life and like really I would say even like almost every week I ask myself like am I aligning with the life I want to live am I aligning with who I want to be because it's it's always changing like life is always throwing stuff at us good and bad or you know you you don't even have to label it good and bad just have have to like navigate and be like okay am I good with me and I feel like that's always a place I try to come, come back to is like if I'm good with myself then things will work out or you know I'm on the right path and so on and so forth
0: Oh, so does that mean like when, when you're making like these kinds of videos, like, yes, you're saying um you're, you're talking about these topics and everything, but also, are you also challenging yourself to do better? I know you mentioned that a little bit, but does it kind of like seem more like, oh, you're challenging yourself? Like, I kind of need to practice what I'm preaching and everything, right?
1: Oh, yeah, all the time. Um, I mean, I honestly don't go back and watch my videos. Like, I mean, I'll watch them for like, the first month that... I put them out but after that i feel like i kind of cringe at them because like the hope is that i i improve over time with each video um but you know i have seen some of my, my videos from like a year ago and it's not that i don't agree with past marissa it's just more of like i have a more like nuanced perspective on certain i guess topics or certain ideas in life and i feel like that is just growth like if you just always agree with your past self. And sure, there's some things that you should stay true to always, but I think growth means change. And um if you're not I guess disagreeing with yourself or don't have things to like elaborate off of when it comes to like looking at your past work or looking at how you used to think about certain things and it's like you have to question whether or not you are growing. Does that make if that makes sense?
0: No, that makes absolute sense because it's, like, you don't... Regardless of, like, wherever you are you are in life, whatever stage or age you are, like, you do not want to be stagnant, like, where you are. It's, like, you're thinking, like, the same way for, like, I don't know, like, 40, 50 years and, like, everything else is, like, changing, like, in front of you and you're, like, you're not changing with the times as well, so it's, like, you don't want to, like, leave yourself behind. Like, you, there's no need to, like, enable yourself to be thinking the same way. I mean, there's nothing wrong with like looking back a little bit and just like disagreeing with yourself like you were saying because like that's like how it is like we've like we're, we're t- like 20 something right now and everything mm-hmm. like if, if we look back at how we were like in our like early teens i'm like i definitely don't think the same way like i'm doing now
1: <laughs> oh yeah for sure exactly so um i know we we went down like a, a different road but when it comes down to it i guess yes especially with the content i'm making, is that. I promote um, just I guess yeah challenging yourself and also rethinking certain things if you feel like you're you're stuck or you're not really where you want to be you know whatever that means whether that's your career or you know certain relationships in your life or you know how you're you're just living every day you know whether or not you need to change up your routine and then just always like, I think growth is, is something that is good to focus on. And like, not just like, oh, I need to be better, better, better every single day, but just like understanding that growth, with growth comes change. And I don't think that's a bad thing. It's okay to look back on your past self and like cringe a little bit, but that only means that you've grown.
0: I'll be honest I I do like this kind of stuff even if it is like a little bit tangent it's like I feel like this is this (laughs) kind of stuff is important because like if you're looking at it it's like it's a journey kind of perspective it's like you're you're looking at like your past self you're looking at your present and then you're just like okay how can I change based on like what I'm learning now for the future so like I, I feel like that's super important especially when it comes to like filmmaking and everything because you do like I'm pretty sure like a lot of people can tell like the difference between like a good and bad like piece of content is especially if it's not digestible when it comes to storytelling it's like what kind of direction is this going is there like anything learning and it's like that's essentially how life is supposed to be like it's supposed to, like you're supposed to grow from like whatever you're going through and i like i like that you're really bringing up this narrative especially with your own content
1: well thank you because again you 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 articulated that much better than i ever could but yeah it definitely is like i think everything in life Creative process, filmmaking process, and just living life—it's a process. There's not, there's no final answer. There's no final destination. You just keep going and try to improve as much as you can, or learn as much as you can as you go.
0: One hundred percent. And since we, I want to give a little bit of a break for like that journey because I know there's a lot more to talk about, but I want to go into this little um, mid segment thing. It's a little. It's kind of a vague question but like oh, yeah. I, I always wonder about like what everyone has like plan like what kind of plans everyone has like for the future and everything so mm-hmm. do, do you see yourself having like a kind of a dream project or is there like a next big project that you want to work on?
1: Well I definitely like this this uh, dream project question. Um, I'll be honest it's not the most specific thing in the world but I think a dream project of mine is to just be able to travel and make videos. Um, I'm very much inspired by Anthony Bourdain, RIP, Parts Unknown. Known. Like, that's one of my favorite, you know, anything, like, TV series, um, docuseries, if you want to call it that. And uh, just to be, like, a ca- even if I was just, like, a camera person, just getting those shots, ha- getting to travel to all those countries. And I guess um, in the same vein of that, like, Even if it's not international, I've always wanted to go on tour with like a a band or like a music artist and just like be behind the scenes videographer. So basically, travel and filmmaking would be a dream for me. Like that's what I'm 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 working towards. Hopefully, one day someone likes my work enough or likes me enough to be like, "Yeah, let's go, let's go to Iceland or let's go to Europe," and you can just here's a camera and just film what I'm doing, (laughs) and I'll be like, Mm. "Yeah, I'm there for it."
0: Is there any specific reason why, like, travel is, like, at the top of that list or, like, somewhere at the top of that list?
1: Mm, for sure. Um, I wouldn't say I've lived, like, a sheltered life, but I have stayed essentially in one place. So, well, I lived in – I was born here in San Diego. I lived in Tucson, Arizona for, like, nine years, and then I came back, and I've been in San Diego ever since my freshman year of high school. So as fortunate as I am to have been born in such a beautiful – destination as san diego i know there's so much more out there and i'm a big fan of history um obviously i think everyone is interested in other cultures i don't know maybe i shouldn't speak for everyone and uh so like history and architecture and just like learning about other people's lives because like my life here in california looks totally different from someone living in france or in the philippines you know and i think there's just a lot of learning to do and, and, and just seeing other people's perspectives, you'll learn more, not only about like the world at large, but I think about yourself as well. And it going back to like rethinking how you live life. Um, once you see someone living life, maybe a little bit differently, it'll motivate you to rethink certain things in your own life.
0: Oh, I, I especially love that part when you brought up the whole perspective thing. Cause it's like, if you've, I wouldn't, I, I, I don't know if like, a bubble is, like, the best way to go about mm-hmm. it. But if, like, you're in one place for so long, it's, like, you're, you're kind of just used to, like, one area for so long. I mean, for me, like, I, I've been here basically my whole life other mm-hmm. than the fact, like, I, I was born in the Philippines and then, like, end up coming here. But, like, I, I've been basically here all, all my life. And I, I get the whole perspective thing because it's, like, it's, like, we're, we're not the center of the world. There's, like, so much more to, like, go out, like, to go out to there's so much more to learn and I, I like that it's it it's like you're you're giving other people like with filmmaking and everything like this perspective like from your view and everything i think that's like super yeah tight.
1: exactly exactly like going back so, to that like oh. i sorry go ahead oh no go um so when it comes to like as much as like i create i also like consume a lot maybe a lot more than i i should i i gravitate towards filmmakers or YouTubers that like, don't live in California. Like I can get the California experience by walking out my door, but if someone lives in like, again, like France or in New York, I'm like so intrigued by that. Cause it's like, their life is so different from mine. And I guess it's just like a, uh, maybe sometimes serves as a distraction, but also just like a change of scenery, even if it's just through my screen. And I think I it that again, going back to, um, different perspectives.
0: Oh, yes, I love that so much, especially since, like, I think my most of, like, my subscriptions are, like, people from the West Coast. So I'm just, like, I, I wouldn't even have to drive that far to see, like, what some of other these, mm-hmm. uh, some of mm-hmm. other these, uh, some of, ah, man, my words are, like, messed up today. This is oh, yeah. messing me up. But, like, I, I could see what other people are seeing just, like, by going, like, two hours away. It's, like, it's not, I, I don't need to see, like, the same, like, video of Lakma like, three times on my feed or something. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah
0: but it's like, yeah, if you're going to somewhere like France, Philippines, or just like anywhere around the world, it's like, you're, you're seeing a completely different perspective. And I get what you were saying about like, uh, watching different YouTubers or different content creators that are like going to these places. That's like, oh, this is like a new kind of perspective. And like, it, it makes you like, I don't know, it makes you look deeper into like how you're living and then like it makes you also wonder like how other people are living and everything. And it's just exactly. like, it talks, it the, it talks right. the mind so much like conversation, like self-conversation and all that. Mm-hmm. And I think going back into like your little journey and everything, maybe just to, I guess, I guess like something that's a little bit heavier um, yeah. since you've been like filmmaking for like about sixty years now, like, are there any difficulties you've experienced during this journey?
1: um i think the difficulty mostly surrounds like i think imposter syndrome i think no matter what kind of creative you are whether you are a filmmaker a painter a writer whoever you always not always but i feel like almost on a regular basis like every i would say like every quarter every three months you're like am i really that good am i really good enough to do this for for the rest and like for in my case like I want this to be my career as well as, like, it's something that I'm very passionate about. Um, that's a big one. But I think, for like, I guess something that's a little bit more unique to me is, like, how I want to go about this filmmaking journey. Like, what what avenue am I going to focus on? For instance, when I left film school, when I graduated, was it like, okay, am I going to move to L.A. now and, and do the Hollywood thing? And I'm not saying that that's totally scrapped off the table. But it's like, as I've grown, I'm like, I don't necessarily want to. And also, I don't think you need to go to LA anymore to have a career making films, making videos. Like, again, like YouTube's a prime example. Of course, yes, it's still hard doesn't make it any easier than trying to work your way up in Hollywood. But I guess I like the idea that I can just make what I want to make and not have to go through gatekeepers on YouTube. Um, I also like have second guess myself all the time, like, oh, do I really have what it takes to be a director or a writer? Um, there was a time where I thought I was just going to be a camera operator. So I was just going to like join one of the, you know, the camera unions up in LA and, and just be like a, a first AC for, for the rest of my life, which like still sounds cool, but it's like, I don't know if it's necessarily for me. And I just realized, no, I have to be the one that has some stake in the story. um, if that makes sense. So just like deciding like this is what I want to do. And even now, you know, at first I thought I was just going to do narratives of like fictional content and like I still want to, but I think I'm gravitating more towards documentary filmmaking, which kind of does like goes hand in hand with with YouTube because YouTube you're telling real stories for the most part. You're you're telling people about your life, you know. Um, and that's where I'm at. It's just like sticking to, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And then committing to that, I think, is what's been difficult. But I feel like I am have a better direction of where I want to go and what I want to do.
0: Well, you brought up so many good points. Um, <laughs> that first one you brought up, imposter syndrome, that is like, I, I don't even oh I don't even know where to start with that because that one is like heavy enough in itself it's just like Mm -hmm. oh am I am I really just good enough for like this craft or whatever I'm like oh it it hurts because like I go through those probably like every few months or so and I'm just Mm -hmm. like should I stop am I like good enough for like this kind of like craft and it's just like it's so mind-wrenching because like it, it if it goes like down far enough or like if you fall into the trap it's like it's pretty bad
1: yeah it can get pretty bad real fast
0: and you were also bringing up the whole youtube thing and it seems like this is also a really big part of your narrative and i like yeah. that you you bring this up a lot because with youtube and everything especially with the whole gatekeeping with like mm-hmm. um the film industry in hollywood it's like with youtube you have a lot more self um i don't know if i'm using this word right but you have a little bit more self efficacy and like you have more control mm-hmm. about like what you're doing like you like you even mentioned it like a little bit earlier like you have um More experience with like different avenues of like filmmaking like you have to understand like how lights work you have to understand Mm -hmm. how like the editing process works and everything and it's just like you're you're essentially building something up from the ground and it's like i I think that's like something to like be proud of because it's like oh this is something that's like authentic to you and like yeah you, you were saying the storytelling aspect with like documentaries and stuff it's like it's it's something that's super organic and it's like I, I, if there's any kind of grassroots storytelling i feel like it's within like youtube's grass and i love that a lot
1: yeah for sure for sure
0: but i i am curious though how did you like how did you come across it like has this been around like youtube's been around for like almost
1: like 10-ish years
0: yeah about 10 years or so well, like, 10ish years
1: yeah. I guess tennis years in terms of like people like having careers as youtubers like it's still very new if you think about it
0: yeah but people are making like bank off it which is like you wouldn't think about this like back in like 2005 2006 it's like Mm -mm. oh yeah this is just a platform where people are putting up like family videos or whatever now people are like building careers off this and i like that like
1: six-figure businesses like that's crazy
0: So I'm curious, how did you get your your start with this? Is it something Um, that just like fell in your lap? Like, were you already doing like YouTube videos for like school and stuff? And it just like, you just wanted to up the ante a little bit when it came came to YouTube? You know what?
1: The answer is no, actually. I I was not like on YouTube during my film school days, which is like one of my biggest regrets. Just like, I think when you talked about YouTube and just like starting to create on YouTube, everyone says their biggest regret is not starting sooner. I um share that sentiment um but when it came to like me actually wanting to post on YouTube I think it happened after I graduated so I graduated in December of 2017 and then I had like a couple months where I was like unemployed because I'm like what am I supposed to do with my film degree I'm not trying to go to LA at least not right now and I started just like watching a lot of YouTube and like at this time I feel like there's certain there's so many corners of the internet and so many like corners of youtube it's crazy but i stumbled upon like the camera slash filmmaking space on on youtube where like most people just make like camera views or like this is how you edit this is how you color your footage and it's just like even though they're tutorials they're like very interesting and like people in that space don't make you know pretty b-roll like slow motion b-roll and it's just like wow they're they're making cool stuff and they're just doing it on their own and as a filmmaker who like just came out of like being on sets and like making short films i'm like these people are doing doing it themselves they're not waiting for you know anyone else and i just thought that was so intriguing and also i feel like by nature i am a learner i always want to be learning something and i i even though I had graduated and I have this very expensive degree, I'm like, I still have so much to learn when it comes to my craft. So I also started watching them because I still wanted to learn more about filmmaking and my craft and how to better use a camera, how to better light, you know, situations. And um, somewhere along the way, I'm like, why don't I make my own YouTube videos, you know? If I'm watching so much, I might as well make, make stuff. And the rest is history. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's kind of like a double-edged sword because, like, it's mm-hmm. it's a platform where you are posting, like, and you're telling stories and everything. But it's also a place where you can just, like, learn a little bit more and, like, hone your skills. Just, like, yep. I mean, with YouTube and everything, like you were saying, like, I, I try to check out, like, certain, um like, th- those corners you're talking about and everything. It's just, like, it's so wild that there are people, like, having tutorials or having, like, editing like sessions and they're just like going about like oh this is how like i'm doing this thing and it's like huh how can i like how can i learn from like what they're doing and how can i utilize it like in my own craft yeah "Yeah, that's so cool Mm -hmm. and when it comes to like your storytelling journey and everything like yes you're doing youtube you're also you may end up doing like other like film things but like i really want to center this last question around like the stories you want to tell like You've been doing, a, like, a lot of self-help, a lot of, like... Yeah, for sure. ...different stories. Like, what, what is... Well, I mean, first of all, like, I don't know... I don't remember if you said it, but, like, what other stories are you telling currently?
1: Um, currently, I would say I'm I mostly doing YouTube. But when it comes to, like, big picture, like, what I aspire to do... So I I aspire to make actual, like, whether feature-length or, you know, even just short documentaries that generate awareness and action. I don't know exactly around what. I think right now, if I were like, say tomorrow, someone's like, what do you wanna make a a documentary about? It'd probably be something about like sustainability and like climate change, to be honest, just because, I mean, you know how hot it is right now. (laughs) Um, And then when it comes to like more narrative filmmaking, one day i i I just like want to direct films that make people feel a little less alone so as a female as a queer person um there definitely have been films in my lifetime that like i watched and i just like just the fact that it made me feel like okay someone else shares the feelings that i currently have makes all the difference and i know like it may be said a lot but like i think representation like that can save lives um and I hope I can be part of projects that do that and I'm not saying like oh movies movies are lifesavers though they can be but it's just like I think it's important to continue putting out representation for those who don't feel like they're seen or don't feel like their stories are important and that's very important to me.
0: I feel like that's so big mainly because film, YouTube, just, like, any kind of video in general is such a powerful platform. Mm-hmm. And the amount of reach that these kinds of, like, stories have is so big because it's, like, I mean, when you see films, like, I mean, even from, like, our own peers, when you see stuff like that Benito's posting, some mm-hmm. stuff, that drama, or, like, even someone like Diane Paragas, it's just, like, whoa, the, these kinds of, like, stories are existing. It's just, like, it, it makes you a little bit more inspired and it's just like oh these stories can be told they are like valid it's it's something that's also like i'm trying to find the words for it but it's like it's it just means so much to have like those kind of stories and just like with what you're trying to put out i'm pretty sure someone is like gonna get something with that because if it's important to you it's probably important to someone else too
1: yeah yeah it definitely helps out yeah i mean going back to like what you're just saying like seeing these people but diane drama like even though like, I think drama is like, I think I'm older than drama, but it doesn't matter. Age doesn't matter. Just the fact that they are, you know, we share an identity Filipino, just seeing that certain things. So making a feature film, getting a feature film um, with Sony pictures, like knowing that that's possible for someone like me just makes it just seem a lot more accessible for, you know, someone who's still trying to figure it out like myself. Um, and I think that's just powerful again like even though um, I mean I don't know if you're gonna watch it but the new Mulan live action film that literally just dropped and you can buy for 30 bucks on a Disney plus like even though Mulan is Chinese I remember as a young kid as a young girl Mulan was like my favorite because I'm like oh my god she looks like me she's the hero and it's like I can be that too you know of course like as a like a four-year-old it's not like I had those exact thoughts but it's so like made you feel special made you feel seen
0: oh it's something it's sort of like you you kind of gravitate it like you you gravitate towards it just a little bit more even if it Mm -hmm. is like something like unconscious it's like you have like some kind of familiarity when it comes to like things like Mulan and everything Mm -hmm. even like I, I think I remember like the first um experience I had with that was probably watching something like I th- I think this was back in like the young days when there was like Saturday morning cartoons and everything I like I would always gravitate towards like like the Jackie Chan's adventure series Yeah like, exactly oh, he's, the only, mm-hmm. he's like the only like uh like Asian dude that's on like this like kind of cartoon network where is like don't get me wrong a lot of the other shows were good but it's just Mm -hmm. like it's jackie chan and he's like one of like the only like asians on like a kid's like cartoon network i'm just like that's so that's so dope thinking about it right now but i thought like you're saying like before you wouldn't think any like more of it but now it's like oh this probably means something even if it is like something that's unconscious
1: yeah exactly
0: i think that reaches like amazing so is that like I mean, you've talked about, like, what you want and everything, like, what you're already doing, but, like, what what does the platform look like for you in terms of, like, the future and everything? Like, do you want to have it, like, on, like, big cinema? Did you want to have, like, if for some reason YouTube has, like, bigger platforms, like, would you want that exactly. to do something? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's, like, maybe I should be a little bit more specific about it because just, you know, the power of, of uh, the law of attraction... Kind of stuff, but like I, w- I'm honestly at the point where it's like, heck, if a streamer wants one of my films one day or one of my series one day, so a Netflix or a Hulu, awesome. Uh, if I could get a theatrical release, also awesome too, I think I'm leaning towards more like streamers though, because I feel like that is the way that most of us, mo- us ble- younger millennials and like Gen Z, are gonna watch future media is online, and you know. i'm not gonna argue with
0: that i mean you just said it i mean mulan like the new the like the remake is on disney plus for like 30 bucks and it's just like might as well take like advantage of that whole platform because that's essentially where everything is going especially like during these times it's like yeah
1: yeah there's a lot of
0: yeah there's like a lot of releases that are going on during like this pandemic and it's just like this could be like a a great platform for people to have and i'm just like i'm really hoping that like something does come up because i do want to see like some of your work like up on like streaming platforms and everything i'm like that's so dope
1: yeah i'd, I'd love to have that
0: and like and
1: not again not to like i think that i will always personally as i guess I, as a filmmaker have a reverence for a theatrical release like the fact that again diane with yellow rose like that is getting a theatrical release even though you know But the fact that like that's happening for a Filipino director is huge. And I think that's always always something that's going to be important for not just Filipino filmmakers, but anyone that any ethnicity or group that has yet to reach that um, type of representation and just like, you know, distribution of stories
0: oh yeah because it's such a like it's been such a big platform like mm-hmm. for for like sent like a, about a century now and i'm just mm-hmm. like that that kind of like we don't necessarily need it but like having that validation is nice to have it on like a theatrical release like having a yeah. having a red carpet for like a film is like on a completely different level i'm just like that's t- that's tight yeah to have it's just different
1: like yeah it's a different type of experience for sure
0: hmm so we, we talked a lot about your journey and everything, and we, we've reached that point to the advice section. And mm-hmm. you've gone through this journey for like a while now. So is there any advice you'd want to give to people that are just starting out with their own filmmaking journey?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to start with like a more technical <laughs> piece of advice, and then I'll go towards a more like phil- philosophical, if that's alright. So with the technical aspect, I would say just make something. Um, if you're gonna invest in anything, invest in audio first. Don't try to buy a thousand-dollar a camera right out the gate if you have yet to make something off your phone. Like, I hate it because like so many people say this, but it's so true. Is that there's no excuses nowadays when it comes to filmmaking. We all have the tool in our pockets, our iPhone, whatever Android you have, can shoot 1080, and you can make something out of your pocket. Don't wait. You don't have to go to film school youtube university is all you need i'll be honest with you don't you know if you can afford film school sure go um when it comes to like more like philosophical what i think helps you be a better filmmaker and overall just storyteller is you have to live life so i'm 26 i know that as much as i have experienced 26 years of life i have so much to learn um there's this quote that I, I have in my, my planner that I always have on me. It says, and it's by Joseph Kahn. He's a music video director. He's directed music videos for everyone in the game, Beyonce, Taylor Swift, you name it, he's directed a video for them. He says, success is storyless. It's own. It's the failure that makes the story interesting. So essentially what he's saying is that you can't just say you wanna be a filmmaker and only focus on filmmaking because like you're not out there making mistakes, getting your heart broken, falling in love, whatever. Um, Because from those experiences, you're gonna find stories to tell. Um, And in those experiences, you could probably meet someone that has a great doc story. And I'm not saying search for stories everywhere you go, but like your experiences um, fuel your storytelling feel the stories that you're going to tell to tell so like for instance someone that you know i know it's we're all in this case but like for someone that travels the world is going to have more stories to tell than someone that just kind of stays in their little bubble i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that but hopefully you you understand what i'm saying um just live like live and like then you'll have so much more stories to tell um just like, you know, if you go on a vacation, I'm sure you have so many, so much more to talk about with your friends because you're like, oh, I did this and I did that and I did this. But like, you can't do that if you didn't do anything or if you didn't go anywhere.
0: Oh, that that last point, super, super big to have, have that because I mean, like, I, I don't like one, one thing that I've had a friend tell me, especially with like camera work, um, when you're telling stories to like, pictures or video and everything you're basically already capturing what's what's there and to have those kinds of experiences is a lot more like you're essentially like showing like what what you live and it's a lot more authentic in that sense and going Mm -hmm. back to like um what you were saying about like the whole technical thing that is so important because like if there's anything that I learned especially from this conversation it's like yeah you have to have like you have to have the right stuff even though like everyone has like the ability to do a thing, it's always nice to have, like, something that could help you out because yeah. it, it makes, like, all the difference. Oh, hmm and I I, lo- I loved all this advice and I'm really happy that, like, to get you, especially on this first episode, to, <laughs> um, like, get the uh, ground running and everything. I, I love that you were on here and you you, great, you created such a great vibe for uh, this uh, episode today.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I mean, it was it was that hour just flew by so that's always fun and yeah thanks for making my first official podcast experience a good one everyone has a a lot to live up to now
0: (laughs) wow okay so (laughs) since since you also talked about your youtube a little bit or like um the stuff like you've been working on is there like any where people could find you and like your work and everything
1: yeah so if you're trying to find me on the internet, I am Mar- Marissa Rojas. Marissa with two S's, Rojas, R-O-X-A-S. Find me on YouTube. If you want to find me on any social media platform, I am at Rissa May Rocks. So, so R-I-S-S-A-M-A-Y-R-O-X. Um, again, my main platform is YouTube. I post on Instagram, mostly stories. I don't really post photos much anymore. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm weird on Twitter if you want to see that side of me. I'm also on TikTok. That's also weird, <laughs> but that's where I'm at.
0: And is there any last shout out to you you want to give before we end off this episode?
1: Um, not at the moment. Um, do check out the Film on Film Collective. Um, I'm one third of that with my good friends Trixie and Adrian. And also just stay tuned for this wonderful. You're on your second season, right, of this yeah. podcast? Yes.
0: Yep. Okay, and thank you again, Marissa, for being on this episode. Thank you for creating such a good vibe and setting, up, setting the stage for the rest of the season. And thank you all again for supporting the first season. There's going to be a lot more great guests that are going to be on this season. So just make sure to stay tuned. And thank you for listening.